my name is Jacob. And my name is Jason. And this is your neck of the woods. Welcome back to another week in your neck of the woods. I'm your host, Jacob McGregor. Like usual, we have our co-host, Jason Diodati, with us. And this week, we have uh, Terry Rock as our guest. He's the CEO of uh, Platform Calgary, who I had the honor of touring their uh, innovation center during election time. So it's great to have you on, Terry. Um, Thank would you like to introduce yourself and maybe talk a little bit about what Platform Calgary is for those who don't know? You bet. Thanks for having me, uh, Jacob and Jason. Uh, I, let's see, who am I? I came to Calgary in 1998 to be a professor at the Haskane School of Business. Uh, and I focus on entrepreneurship, strategy, and innovation. And, uh, you know, I found I wasn't cut out to be a professor, so I embarked on a career that took me into creating Calgary Arts Development Authority in the early 2000s, did that for about a decade. Then I found my way over to uh, being the executive director of the Alberta Small Brewers Association, did that for a few years, oversaw massive expansion of the craft beer industry in Alberta. And then from there, I went on to take over uh, at the time the organization was called Calgary Technologies, Inc. Uh, actually, Calgary Technologies, Inc., new name coming soon. And uh, we took uh, that organization and uh, really tried to transform it. We're actually 40 years old, uh, actually 41 in 2022. Started in 1981 as the Calgary Research and Development Authority um, and uh, became Calgary Technologies. Inc. then did a stint of about seven years with Innovate Calgary uh, together in a partnership there with the University of Calgary. And then uh, late 2017, early 2018, I uh, took on um, uh, the spin out of, uh, out of Innovate Calgary. And we really tried to create what we think of as a community facing, community building organization at Platform Calgary. We were uh, really connected in up at the University of Calgary, but we recognize that Calgary, especially now, has multiple thriving post-secondaries, um, and that that there's a, a need to be much more expansive uh, expansive in our in our focus. So, we uh, had some property on the University Research Park. We sold that. Uh, we've been raising money, and we're opening the Platform Innovation Center in downtown. Calgary, right across from the Calgary Public Library, which uh, I got to tour you through uh, under construction this summer. Um, and that building's going to open as Calgary's home for innovators in, uh, in the next couple of months. Yeah. So, wow. During the municipal election, when I had the chance to tour, uh, there wasn't much in the building as you guys were still setting up. But from yeah. what I understood, this was going to be sort of the one-stop shop for somebody who wanted to either start or grow uh, their technology-focused sort of business? That's right. Yeah, we think of it as, you know, high-growth potential businesses. Tech is a, is a core part of that, but there's innovation happening all over, and you can really create um, a business that's going to grow fast and hire a lot of people. That's really the main thing. This is about jobs of the future. 
Um, and so, you know, what's, what's really interesting is we've got this 50,000 square foot space, uh, really purpose built for this. And, and one of the most important purpose built parts is a front door. Believe it or not, a front door for innovation is one of the most important things we're bringing to Calgary. So if you are someone who really is, you know, maybe you're stuck in your career or you've been laid off or you've got a great idea and you think, man, if only I had some support to do this. I'm here to tell you that that support exists in Calgary now. It always has, uh, at least it has for the past many years, but it's hard to find. And you can right. walk through our door and we have 65 partners that have signed MOUs with that. That's going to be over 100 by the time, you know, this time next year. And that's just all that whole support system is just going to sort of unroll for you uh, in, in minutes. Can you give us idea uh, an idea of some of the partners you you have on the project? Sure. Yeah, it's a it's a really wide range. So we have uh, almost all the post secondaries we have some relationship with. So uh, that we're actually working on creating a bit of a hub for students. No matter where you are, your post secondary um, um, uh, membership will give you access uh, to some programming. Uh, we have, uh, well, pick pick a, a topic. We have uh, probably the most exciting partnership we signed from a nonprofit organization perspective is we uh, KPMG uh, is opening their uh, ignition center. This is focused on corporate innovators. So if you're a large corporation and you are looking to really access the latest in technology, maybe digital transformation, uh, they have they're going to have three dedicated staff on site from KPMG. Uh, in their ignition center. It's a portion of the space. They also named our pitch stage. Uh, so we've got a dedicated uh, stage for uh, for telling stories and getting support. Uh, so that's that's really exciting. We've got a number of organizations that are either venture investors, uh, such as Yale Town, uh, the Accelerate Fund, which focus on early stage. We also have a, a partnership with Startup TNT that focuses in on angel investors. The National Angel Capital Organization will have some presence there, uh, so that's wow. been great. That's we have a pro yeah, we have a program right now actually for it called uh, Investor Readiness uh, for Startups with an organization out of Vancouver <laughs> called Spring uh, Spring Activator, and uh, so Spring uh, that's a that's a good example uh, of an organization that works with startups and on the investment side. Uh, we expect so there's uh, we just announced actually. Uh, two days ago that uh, SVG Ventures Thrive is a uh, Silicon Valley-based agriculture technology, agri-tech, agri-food tech, agri -tech um, uh, accelerator and investor. So we're working with them to create uh, a, a hub of activity based around um, agri-food innovation. Uh, there's a, a really fundamental part of the Alberta economy is ag, yeah. And we've got a lot of innovation going on there. So those partners are, are going to be there. Then uh, there's a whole suite of partners that uh, focus on skill building, skill development. So we've got Evolve U there. We've got a couple of um, other groups that work with uh, um, uh, newcomers or people who are underemployed to help them gain skills that could be deployed into tech. So that's pretty exciting. Then there's a big swath of groups that are... Um, uh, we think of them as community and capacity builders. So product Calgary is a good example. These are the product managers that uh, work for, for tech companies. They, they sort of are the interface between the user 
and the engineering team and the product management profession needs to grow in order to grow our tech scene. So Product Calgary is going to be running events and, and uh, things out of our space. There's a really vibrant um, user experience design group here. So Calgary UX, something like 3,000 members, 2,000 members uh, is going to be part of the center. Calgary Game Developers Association will have a presence. It's a really wide range. I was um, and say, that just speaks, yeah, that speaks to the vibrancy of our innovation ecosystem in Calgary. Just an absolute astounding amount of opportunity and programming all in this this one place. You actually yeah. beat me to something I was gonna ask you about, <laughs> and that was the agri-food um, yes. partnership as I was doing my research. Uh, for this episode, I saw on social media that you guys recently had um, announced this partnership. Was that something that uh, you'd been working on for a while? Obviously, living in a flatter part of the country, agriculture <laughs> is a big part of what we do. So I imagine yes. that was a fairly large project. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, what's interesting there is um, I'm going to say a year and a half ago, perhaps uh, we meet you, you know, pandemic time warp. I think it was two years ago now uh, ish, uh, maybe just under two years ago, we were at the venture capital association of Alberta, um, an event that they have um, every year in Lake Louise chatting with uh, the head of Bioenterprise Canada, which is out of Ontario, and they do um, agri-food innovation. And they were looking, they had a partner in um, Farm Credit Canada that they were looking for a partner in Alberta. And so we signed up with them uh, and we created a program called Alberta Yield. It just really, it took us about two months to get this program up off the ground. And Alberta Yield, I think now is over 30 companies that are in the agri-food space uh, that have gone through a, I think it's six to nine week program that connects them with investors that are interested in ag, with ag industry and mentors that are uh, in that sector. And then our team uh, kind of pulls that all together, but also then provides really the um, the core business uh, business training and uh, and and workshopping with them. And we ran two cohorts of companies with with BioEnterprise. We're looking at a third. That got us into the space to really understand how important this is. So these are very early stage companies that that we're talking with. Um, and then um, I think it's been fairly well known that Alberta put a global call for accelerator programs uh, to come and uh, Thrive responded to that. And uh, our role in, in that is really to be the local home for these global players. Uh, we've got a number of conversations ongoing with other global players. You need now when you build a company like this to think global from the start. Absolutely. And so uh, we really wanted to make sure that those folks were part of our community and that they have a partner in us that can help them integrate quickly uh, so that they, they can really get to work um, helping our founders. So that's really been, um, been part of it. As a general rule, we're looking at the uh, sectors that Alberta has a right to win in. Agriculture is an obvious one. Energy and energy transition. Uh, clean tech is another one that's quite obvious. We've got other emerging strengths uh, in fintech 
um, anything to do with sort of business to business um, and financial services. So there's quite a few well, uh, irons fire right now. The fact that we have so much like current news we could talk about during this conversation. You mentioned <laughs> you mentioned clean tech and um, some funding from other orders of government in Calgary was announced on that front today. So I think it's very clear that these sorts of programs are going to be a big part of uh, Calgary recovering and growing into the future. I'll um, share also a bit of a personal story. Myself and a friend of mine were starting a technology and web design company a couple of years ago, and I'll tell you, we definitely could have used um, something like platform when we were doing that. So, yeah, and you know what's interesting is that it existed then, and it was hard to find. And I think that's really, right. uh, you know, it's not sexy to say, "Look, all like the most important thing we're doing is bringing it all together." But when I t- I talk to people like you. I talk to investors, I talk to corporations, corporate leaders, and they all are, they all get it. They all understand that you want to grow your economy through, um, through innovation. Like cities around the world that are doing this are growing faster. They're creating jobs of the future. That's a clear, everyone gets that. Now they say, okay, well, how do I do it here? And we say, oh, look at all this stuff and all the things I just rattled off to you. If you're new, super intimidating. So if we can make that easy for, for people to sure. understand and navigate, yeah. So you'll be able to you'll be able to wheel through our front door, uh, and you'll be able to go to the front desk and say, "Okay, like this is what I'm trying to do." The person there will say, "You know who you need to talk to? You need to talk to Carrie Houston at Three Two One Growth Academy. She's got a program that that helps you understand, you know, how to how to talk to customers or Platform Calgary or, you know, if you're looking for." For talent upgrading, you should go to the look, check out this Evolve View thing. That's just right there at the front desk. James, I know you were busy doing uh, uh, research for this episode too. Do you want to jump in a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. And and yeah, thank you so much, Terry. You know, just kind of (laughs) rattling off everything and and kind of what's going on there because it is uh, like you said. There's a lot of information out there, so to get it right from the source is 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 awesome. I want to backtrack if I can just slightly and just, you know, kind of touching back and, and I'll, I'll kind of explain why I'm touching back on this, yeah. but, but you know, the idea of partnering with the, you know, the universities in the city yeah. and the reason why I'm interested is because I uh, actually took a, an innovation and entrepreneurship class at uh, Mount Royal yeah. and w- what that class was actually awesome on the basis that the way that it was formulated was uh, there was more than one section. So there was, for example, four of these same classes with, I think, the same professor. And in every class, uh, we would all choose or we were all set up into groups to create our own product service that we would pitch. And the final of the class was essentially us pitching yeah. um with, uh, with everyone. So all the finalists from each class would go to the main theater and we at did we lose him did i lose all of you can you hear me oh yeah now i kind of wanted to 
No, that's okay. I kind of wanted to set up, you know, set up a, a, a scenario for you, which is something that I, that the kind of my scenario and kind of, t- if you can give me um, kind of a, you know, like what I would do next um, if, you know, this circumstance were to happen to, to students today in that kind yeah. of innovation class. So yeah. um, for example, we, we had kind of designed a um, electronic beer koozie mm-hmm. and Went, yeah, it went really well. We made it to the finals. We won popular choice, but another group ended up winning um, yeah. the, the competition. So let's say we wanted to pursue um, that project, um, starting a business, and, and wanted to, again, that is, that is right up. We definitely need technology to integrate everything that we want in that business. Let's say I walk into the doors of, of, of Platform Calgary and, and I kind of say, hey, my name is so-and-so. I have this you know, product we just invented and we, we, we just don't know where to go from here to kind of get everything integrated. How would that look? Yeah. Well, the, there's a couple of there's a couple of things that that we would do first from an assessment. So right now, actually, Jason, you could go to our website. You could book a meeting with our advisor. We have intake meetings, um, and uh, you'll get you can like it's all free. You can spend time. These are all experienced entrepreneurs. They would awesome. they would sit down and they would ask you a series of questions about where you're at, okay. um, and then recommend a next step for you. Um, I'm gonna let's say that you had. Um, uh, there's a couple of things that, that we might consider doing there. It, you, it sounds like you would have done some due diligence on it already, and you maybe have talked to some potential customers, and you kind of have a sense maybe of market sizing because you've been through a class like that. Yes. If that's yes. the case, if there's a real product and you know there's some committed founders and you, you're ready to actually work on the business, uh, we have a program called Alberta Catalyzer that you could apply to. Alberta Catalyzer is going to work with 180 companies this year. This is an amalgamation of a number of programs. Uh, we were partnering with Innovate Edmonton. We won. Uh, we were one of four um, programs that Alberta Innovates chose to uh, be part of a significant investment that they made. And in a, wow. every year, we're going to work with 180 people that are in that position. The first part of it, it's three parts. The first part is is uh, a six week. Um, program that you are sitting with our advisor team, you're getting content, you're getting workshop and homework to do. And really, the we always think of there's three things that you can do. You can pause. This isn't going to work. I shouldn't pursue this anymore. You can pivot. There's something here, but I need to slightly change it. Or you can persevere. I think I have enough information to tell me that this is worth pursuing and I, and I pull, push through. Our program, this, this Alberta Catalyzer, is broken into three steps. At each stage, it's designed to help you as the founder make the decision about where you should take that business and to do it really quickly. So in six weeks, you'll know, is this worth pursuing or not? And then uh, and then what ends up happening is the, to get into the next stage, you're kind of brought through by the by the coaches. People really like what you're doing and they they pull you into the into the next phase. And at the very end, you should effectively have a roadmap. Um, if you get through all three stages, you should have a roadmap to build that business. You'll be talking to investors, um, and and you know, in a in a total period of about twelve weeks of of time invested, you're going to be um, really knowledgeable about where you're going to go. You're going to have a massive network that you didn't have before, um, and you're going to be able to really make a good decision as a founder about where you should spend your time on this business or not. Um, that's the that is the at the the earliest stage. That's um, the that's kind of what we're trying to put in place um, as best in class. Uh, we will also be like so. The different things you can do. 
Um, we will also be uh, pulling together some self-serve kinds of things. So we'll create, you know, everything that we teach, you could get online. There's right. no, like there's, there's no new, new content and you would have learned it at school. What you right. do need though, is, you know, the context to work on the business and a sense of, you know, I'm, I've got support if I need it. So today, like we've got about, you know, 10% of our space is just wide open. You could walk in, there's a desk there, you could start working. And if you wanted, you know, some advice on something, I promise you there's going to be investors. There's going to be people who've done it before hanging around. There's going to be peers. So we're working on building sort of online peer communities and that kind of thing to, to really uh, address exactly this need. Maybe you don't need, or you can't, maybe it's a side hustle. You can't afford to, you know, quit work and, and, and do it full time. Um, that kind of resource is going to be there um, for you as well through the space and, and in other ways. That's awesome. And, and that's, you know, it was one of those at the time, um, obviously being uh, students, although I'm sure I'm still a student at heart if you ask my mom, but being students, <laughs> Uh, we were like, well, we don't know where to go with this anymore. Like, this would be a cool idea and the market seems to be ready for it. Oh, well, we'll just, it's fine. It was just a project, right? So I wanted to ask for those students who go, hey, like I actually do have a really good idea, but I don't know where to move forward with this. I don't know angel investors. You know, I don't, I don't know guys in innovation, all that great stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is, this is the way to do it. You know, there's out of that exact program that you're talking about. uh, I don't know if you know Taryn Singh, but uh, Taryn Singh uh, had a had a, um, a business idea for a rental platform for creative equipment, and uh, came into our Junction program, which was the precursor to Alberta Catalyzer, um, and and got sort of ingrained in the community. He, uh, he he dropped that business, but he moved into another one called Flamingo, which is a fractional investing share investing. And now they're scaling and getting investment. And, you know, he's just an entrepreneur who's doing this kind of a thing. And wow. he came straight out of MRU. He was in our programs as an MRU student wow. and uh, he's part of the community now. So oh these are, you know, the, there, there's actually quite a low barrier to entry and it's something we're really, really working hard at doing is making it, we think of it as inclusive tech led economic development and, and uh, economic diversification and growth. And we think that that it's coming from students, it's coming from new Canadians, it's coming from people who've been laid off and that's that's all out there. Um, so I think there's no excuse. You know, I one of the big pivots we need to make as a city, when, if we want to talk, use the pivot word, uh, is, <laughs> is that uh, is we need people to be job makers, not job takers. And I think that's one of the things about, I remember being a student is all about where am I going to get a job? Where am I going to get a job? And I believe that entrepreneurship teaches you resilience and, and how to take care of yourself. So you're not dependent on someone else to give you a job. You are creating your own job. And that's the first part of this, by the way, is that, you know, what I, I think about, uh, Oh boy, I've thought about this stuff a lot, but when we're trying to get Amazon to come to town and we're looking for 50,000 jobs, that was sort of the pitch. Amazon comes down 50,000 jobs. So 50,000 jobs is your problem. That's what you're trying to solve. What are other ways of doing that? One of the ways is what if we could teach 10,000 people to uh, take care of themselves so they can create their own job? Well, that's a business. That's a small business. Some of those businesses are going to take off and grow. And so maybe if you can create 10, if you can really work with 10,000 people 
to help them set up something that can pay themselves, maybe on average, you end up with five employees per uh, per entity. And now you have your 50,000 people. These are, you know, if you think of, if you really bring large numbers to the table, uh, that's possible. Well, what does it take to help a thousand people, um, you know, get going on a business? You can break that down too. And, you know, 50 a month, you start to make some real, a real dent in that. And now we just need to scale that up to like 90 a month. And now we're hitting our thousand a year and over 10 years, we'll do 10,000. So, Wow. These, these are, this is how I think about the work that has to be done. It's going to start, you know, it's like, oh, 50 people, 180 in a year in this program, 180 right. a year times, times 10 years. And you're talking about 1800 um, people that have gone through um, this really intense programming to, uh, to help them create a business. There's going to be some big hits out of that. 1800. Right. So absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what, what's interesting yeah. to me too is, it's and you guys can both comment on this, but it seems sort of like a natural outgrowth of a shift that COVID make us made made us have towards buy local, support local, and now it's yeah. work local and and build locally as opposed to trying to um, attract. Um, business, yes. which you still want to do, but if you can grow your own, then that makes things a little easier, even from a policy perspective. No, absolutely. That's ex- that's exactly. There's a there's a bunch of things to pull apart there because that's that is exactly sort of the premise that that we have at the core is um, the stickiest business is going to be one that that you know, starts here and is there's a bit of hometown pride that's ingrained in the DNA of the business. So that's, that's the the starting premise is that if we can have more startup activity here, more of the businesses are going to stick here and we want them to have global markets and, you know, we want them to expand and all that. That's really important on the attraction side. Uh, there's two sides to it. One is attracting talent, and Alberta has just created a new stream uh, in the nominee program for tech talent. That's really great. So to streamline um, global um, talent to come to Calgary, that's really great. We also run the startup visa program. So if you're a, a, a wannabe immigrant uh, entrepreneur and you're interested in coming to Calgary, we'll concierge you in and get you into ingrained into the uh, Calgary community, help you get your PR status or, or whatever. Um, I think it's a fast track to PR. And uh, we are now over 30 companies. And this is like an untold story, but over 30 uh, entrepreneurs that have we've helped come to Calgary to get businesses going. And some of them are starting to starting to really do interesting um interesting things in terms of growth and, and hiring. So that's part of the, are the strategy as well, which speaks to let's go into hybrid for a second. Um, I talked to someone the other day who got, was went to school in Calgary, got a job at a great job at a, at a big five accounting firm or whatever, big four accounting firm um, wanted to work in tech was told you'll never do that in Calgary. You got to go to Toronto, went to Toronto, got worked, helped found a tech company, grew the tech company, sold it, started working in another one and COVID hit. And 
as soon as the second one, as soon as COVID hit, moved back to Calgary, bought a house, and his 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 colleagues in Toronto are for the same amount of money that he's spending, they can't even get a sniff at being close to Toronto. He's got oh. a beautiful house and yard and the quality of life is unbeatable. And, and, you know, this is, I think in this world, so he's not running or part of a Calgary tech company, but he is in our technology ecosystem. He is someone that has a lot to offer. So another thing that I'm excited about with platform is that we get to appeal to those folks. And, and so then Going back to the local thing, it's local businesses, and more importantly, it's about the people who choose to make their living and life here. And and are we an attractive place for them? And can we, you know, just through quality of life, uh, affordability, um, quality of amenity, and education system, and those kinds of things, can we capture people here? And I think, I think that's part of the Calgary story. Well, and that's, that's, they used to call that the Alberta Advantage, as I recall, back in the day. And um, that's really sort of an excellent story of somebody who got told it wasn't going to work here, but ended up invested here anyway. So yes. that's, that's absolutely... As soon as he had a chance. Imposter. Um, when I... Can I tell you something? When I was, I went to school in Texas and uh, I had a prof who had a belt, belt buckle collection because of course he did. And um, <laughs> <laughs> one of his belt buckles was this giant belt buckle. And it said, uh, I wasn't born in Texas, but I got here as soon as I could. And I feel that, I feel like that about Calgary. It's like, I wasn't born in Alberta, but I got here as soon as I could because of the opportunities that are available. Well, and, and on that note, you know, if I may ask, uh, th- and thanks for sharing that. That's yeah. And I mean, I've heard that my entire life. If you want, you want to be in tech, go to Toronto just because they both yeah. start with T doesn't mean that's where I have to go. No, I'm yeah. joking. No. But yeah, but, but, but the idea being that, you know, so, so, uh, in my research, yeah, same as Jacob, obviously I saw that, you know, you, you did go to, t- um, I, I'm sorry, I'm blanking on the, on the top of my head, I'm blanking uh, on Texas the- tech. Yeah, tech, exactly. Texas Tech. And, and so I, I, one question that I was really curious about was, you know, being that you went to Texas Tech, you know, not too long ago, you know, you look like a young man um, and, and, and <laughs> in the Calgary and, and now seeing the, the way that Texas as a state has adapted to the tech space, trying to cater to those, you know, companies and corporations how do you see, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, do you see a, a, a you know, f- you know, blueprint in making that happen in Calgary as well? For you know, for lack of a better term. Yeah, uh, I do. Um, it's a, it's actually a, a quite a good um, analogous situation to 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 try to make a comparison to. We we um, you know we suffer from kind of envy of Toronto, Vancouver, Montreal, that kind of thing. Even, right. uh, you know, in tech, people look to Silicon Valley and, and all that. And it's just like, you've got to just start with the premise that we're not going to be that. So what, what can we learn from them? Uh, Texas is, um, I, I think, it has a few things that are important to, to learn from. So the first is they do have a really strong um, business-oriented policy environment. And... So it's just it's just a good place to start a business from a tax perspective and other things like that. That's kind of I think one of the foundational pieces. But it's 
also really important to understand that if tax, if the tax environment alone drove the kind of thing that we're talking about, then there'd be a lot of sort of states like um, Mississippi and, you know, some of the states that aren't exactly thriving with their economy right now, that would be right. the, the best places. So tax policy alone won't do it. What's attractive about Texas? Look at Austin. Austin has the keep Austin weird thing. It has South by Southwest. It has the quality of life. The cool factor is there. And that I that combined with the business environment and the kind of, you know, let let's foster a place that risk takers feel respected and um, uh, celebrated. I think it, I think that's the key thing that is that is really interesting about the two, let alone the fact that, you know, we're both resource based economies and that Texas is, you know, say five to 10 years ahead of us in making the transition to a more diverse economy. Uh, right. I think that that, you know, that's that's a good one to kind of look at as a as a as a place um, that we can learn a lot from and, and should take notes from. The Opportunity Calgary Investment Fund was modeled off of an initiative in Texas, for example. Um, wow. Absolutely. Yeah. To, to touch yeah. on the tax bit, they're, they're means, they're a tool, but they, they shouldn't be the end or the main focus because without the, right. if there's nothing to do and yes. no reason to be there, taxes can be as low as they want to be. But if I don't want That's to live right. there, I don't want to live there. Yes. And so yeah. the, ta- and the talent that like, so at the end of the day to grow these high, to, you know, to really support these high growth companies, we need talent and it's, it's, it is skilled talent that could go anywhere in the world that is required to be at the core of these companies. And it's, you know, I do think that there's a tax policy that you could Basically, if you took as your, you know, at least part of your tax policy playbook was, uh, we want to we want to support the these exact people that could work anywhere. They're highly talented, skilled, in demand, and we said let's tailor make a tax approach for them. What would that look like? And I don't know that anyone's particularly done that. I mean, I think there would be some things that would be problematic about that, but I, I like it as an exercise to, as a way to test how your policy is, is going to work um, with that group. Well, you know, could that, you just radically eliminate income tax and, and replace it with consumption tax as an example, you know, that might do it. That might be one of the, one of the key things that, 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 that would um, make them, change the mind i don't know well that that's sort of a thought experiment for any policy as far as i can see is you got to look at yes who you who you're trying to actually help and the problem you're trying to fix to actually implement something that's gonna be beneficial yeah there's and there's like uh, i this is a maybe not exactly totally true so I'm going to tell you a story I heard, uh, but there's, um, you know, there are places, I think there's a, I think I, w- I was told that this was in Quebec, but I haven't independently verified it. Um, but when you're hiring high skilled people, they will give a tax holiday for five years um, for every job. 
Um, and I think it's to the people, but it may be in a way to just sort of flow through to their compensation. I'm not exactly sure, but that's the policy end is, oh, if you're going to hire these high-skilled people uh, that are in high demand, we're going to give you uh, a tax holiday um, to really make sweeten the pot on that. That's great. Like that's, that's the front that we're fighting right now in this. And uh, I heard uh, one of our, one of our investors said, you know, we're, we're trying to compete with Quebec on deals and, and it's like, we've got a pea shooter and they've got a bazooka and from a policy policy standpoint, it's not good. Like we need to fix that. So one last bit of nuts and bolts, my introduction formally to platform um, was obviously through the election. And we talked a lot about on that tour, the budget needs of platform and what you guys were asking yeah. uh, from yeah. the new budget. Are you getting some help from the new council? Uh, you know, we're, we have conversations ongoing. Um, the uh, our, our project to date um, has been self-funded. Uh, so the, the I'm talking about the capital project, uh, the money we need to raise to um, pay for the um to pay for the physical uh, infrastructure. Uh, we are uh, on that side, we, we're in conversations with government. They're, they're positive. Uh, we don't have anything to report at this point in time. Um, on the programming side, which is where you know we, we operate and that kind of thing, we're in pretty good shape there. We just, as I mentioned, uh, we have a partnership with Innovate Edmonton funded by Alberta Innovates, uh, Innovate Edmonton itself, as well as Prairies Can. Uh, we're building, putting out Alberta Catalyzer over the next, um, it's a three-year, $4 million uh, investment. Uh, and then we get uh, about $1.4 million a year from the city of Calgary for operating. Uh, and then Alberta Innovates gives, uh, has some dollars that come into us for the regional innovation network, which is really to play that coordinating role and to ensure that this, uh, this, um, you know, no, there's no cracks in the system for entrepreneurs. So it's not bad. Uh, you know, we've been trans, we've been doing a big pivot um, and it has, uh, there's a lot of uncertainty. So, uh, and I, and it just, you know, we did a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of work before COVID and all of those assumptions had to go out the window because it just didn't, uh, so you know, did things everybody. changed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, so it's been, you know, it's been, it's, it's had its moments of, uh, of stress as you try to figure out, okay, uh, how are we going to pay for all this and, and all that. But what's been really gratifying is that we just announced that um, uh, we've raised over $5 million uh, through private philanthropy um, wow. and we have more dollars coming in uh, from corporate sponsors. Uh, so we're, you know, it's become a thing that, when I when I started, it was very very dependent on government funding, and we've significantly diversified our sources of uh, of revenues since then. So that's good. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. And 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 you know, it, I would imagine that that of course you know there are other means or other avenues you can explore. But is it, would you say philanthropy is a big part of of what you folks do? So, um, you know, what's interesting is that for it to be formally charitable, you uh, you really need to be in, in our space. It's pretty, there's some economic development um, areas. So if you're helping people who 
face barriers uh, to employment or to, you know, starting a business or that kind of a thing, and you're working with them, that's charitable. So philanthropic works there. Um, and uh, if you are advancing education, so if you're really trying to um, up, upskill, upgrade people's capacities, that also is charitable. So a lot of our work is that. Um, when you work with a company, uh, it is it, it actually falls out of that range. And so there's complicated um sorry my right. phone just blipped i hope i'm okay um no you're good, you're good. Bit, yeah it's a little bit complicated and uh but we are continuing to work through it and and uh and have you know the mechanism set up to do it properly um and uh um we're finding for example um we're working with uh groups that are are um becoming members of um an organization that will work with them over five years to, to help them understand how to invest. And that's just another source of revenue. So we're being entrepreneurial ourselves in, in all, you know, with our mission to make Calgary a global hub for startups and innovation at the core. All right. So as um, per usual, we don't usually spend the whole hour talking the, the nuts and bolts of the topic. So let's get on to <laughs> a little bit about um, you. What are you binging on the streaming services? What kind of music are you listening to these days? Any uh, events once we get um, the restrictions loosened up that you're excited to get back to doing? That kind of thing. Yeah. How long do you have? Okay, so uh, I just we we just wrapped uh, watching Money Heist uh, on Netflix. So uh, that was one that uh, I, it's honestly one of the best um, TV experiences I think I've ever had. Uh, that series on, on Netflix. I don't know if you guys know what it's about, but I'm uh, making my way that slowly in Spanish. That one. Yes, we watch it and we watch it uh, subtitled. Uh, yes. My my uh, my wife Becky and I are big uh, fans of the Calgary International Film Festival. We uh, we support them, um, and every year we get a pass. This year we saw twenty eight uh, movies uh, during the during the film festival. Wow! And, uh, and was a big fan of uh, to ten that won uh, the Palme d'Or at Cannes this year. Cannes, yeah. And then just last uh, last night, we went to a movie called Clara Sola that was just re really fascinating. Awesome. Swedish movie shot in Costa Rica, which was pretty interesting. Uh, wow. So cool. Other, yeah. Other things that I'm doing right now are um, really trying to uh, explore the local food scene. Uh, I have a, a dinner club group that we made. For a while, it was like a, it was a uh, potluck. And as we saw the, the, for years, it was a potluck and uh, we would do a theme and whatever, do seventies food or, or, uh, you know, iron chef. Uh, and we had to make something with, you know, cornflakes or whatever. And yeah. Yeah. And uh, we decided, uh, we decided um, a couple of years ago to switch to supporting small business owners um, and the sort of really focus on mom and pop shops, uh, restaurants in the city. And uh, so uh, we've had some really awesome discoveries there. If you've ever been to Jonas Hungarian restaurant, 
highly recommended. We were, that was our first like venture out of post pandemic as a group, uh, had this amazing Hungarian meal. There's a new restaurant in the Northeast called Queens breakfast cocktails. Ooh. And it is what it's, it is what it says. It is unbelievable breakfast and unbelievable cocktails. And so, you know, it's 10 o'clock somewhere. So <laughs> go have breakfast and have a cocktail at Queens. Fantastic. We discovered uh, this restaurant in um, in Northeast Calgary called Noodle King. And they have this amazing creamy peanut satay uh, soup that we just have totally loved. Uh, so there's that. And then, like, what can I say? I work for the Alberta... Uh, Small Brewers Association for three years, and I'm a huge fan of Alberta's craft beer scene. So, I, um, um, my wife and I, every year do a, a charity um, beer pack. So we curate uh, 13 beers, and people pay for the beers. Then they make a donation to charity, and then I go to the breweries and ask if they want to donate, and then we, Becky and I, match. Uh, whatever donations we get from that. So uh, this year we made a $3,300 donation to Momentum as a result of that little initiative. And uh, 48 awesome. people got to try a bunch of new beers to them. And uh, and then we do a little video for them. So that's like a quick rundown of all yeah. the stuff. I yeah, lots, lots of stuff going on there. And actually, <laughs> sorry, Jason, it's funny you mentioned the mom and pop shops though, because... Over the course of, again, the municipal election, obviously, you want to get out yeah. and and meet some people. And I found yeah. some really cool um, greasy spoon kind of stuff on, uh, on yes. Bonus Road, Main Street Bonus there. so Yes. There's nothing better than, like, a place that, uh, that just, like, gives you, like, a food experience that is super flavorful and filling and it's and it you know it's not not really expensive and you know that people are still making money we were in montreal over christmas and there's a place that is like the size of a broom closet and it sells gnocchi that's all it sells is and you get it in like a little um you know rectangular chinese food takeout container and this amazing sauce five bucks five dollars uh and it's super filling and it was like minus 25 and we've got this like warm little box of gnocchi and uh, anyway that's nothing amazing yeah yeah how are they doing uh film fest during covid by the way i meant to ask (laughs) so the film festival um so they put a cap on uh on the number of people uh, they do the restriction exemption program, so you're getting you're getting checked, and you've um, when you're you know if you're not actively eating or drinking, then they want you to have your uh, your mask on. So, um, uh, so we're you know triple vaxxed and uh, careful, um, and uh, so we're we we feel completely safe. There's lots of room around us. Um, the way they do their tickets is when you pick your seat, it creates a bubble around your seat. And nice. so that you automatically have a bubble. Um, they actually, the film festival this year um, expanded their craft beer selection. And so we discovered this uh, 
it was it's a lime kettle sour from New Level Brewery Brewing in Calgary, which I think was our one of our big picks of the year. It was it won bronze medal in Canada for experimental beer. And it just wow. is like it's like drinking a key lime pie, and it is so tasty. Uh, and I, uh, our yeah, that friends that sounds dangerous. That sounds <laughs> yeah. dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Um, Those good with popcorn. Yeah, so, I bet. A little sweet and salty going action going on there. Good yeah, game. yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Movies, food, and money high. Sounds like a good time. Uh, I was gonna yes. For us, I was gonna say Terry, here, we're hanging it's out. Been a lot of uh, a lot of Yellowstone in terms of the streaming oh, services. Um, we just just cranked that one up, so we're one only one episode in. Yeah, we we finished all four seasons in a few weeks, and now we're on to eighteen eighty three, the origin show. Pretty quick here. So. Oh, cool! That's awesome. No, I. Uh, I was gonna say, Terry, we better hang out. This is this is you're you're too big of a gem, sir. That's that sounds right up right up my alley. Um, I I you know just because we're talking about local uh, local food in, in Calgary, I, I have to ask: Are you uh, have you yet tried any of the? Uh, are you familiar with Mike Peugeot? Uh, it's familiar. What? Yeah. He's uh, he's a local chef in Calgary that's done a couple things, um, a couple really big things in in like with the Food Network. Um, okay. He's paired, yeah, he's paired up with them, so he started um, uh, a restaurant that I or, or 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 I should say a pop up sort of restaurant that still popped up and now popping up, I believe, in Vancouver and in Toronto um, called Peugeot's Burger Club, um, and so they. Yeah, they operate out of, um, if I'm not mistaken, I believe they operate out of Craft Brewery. Um, yes. Yes. So if you I have not had, had a- one of those burgers yet, but I've, I have heard about it. Yeah. I, am, I, I would be embarrassed to tell you how many of them I've had <laughs> since I've discovered them. Um, but, but the real gem that, that's just opened up that, that I um, can't stop talking about is their new restaurant, um, Pat and Betty. Um, okay. that just opened up on, I believe it's on first downtown. Um, okay. and oh my gosh, you know, exactly what you said, at least from, at least in, in my opinion, unbelievable flavors, unbelievable kind of, you know, combinations of, of, of ingredients and, and fresh and yeah. local. And the price was very reasonable, at least compared to what, you know, I've noticed in, in, in other restaurants of that same esque. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, yeah. If you have a chance, take a look. Their their reservations are meek right now because they are killing it. But if you have a chance, um, I'd love to hear just from from your food, you know, kind of your your background in food and you know the level that you guys go to. I'd love to hear what you think. Um, if you have a chance, go try it out and, and just you know shoot me a I'm messenger. In. Go through Jacob. Yeah, man, that'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yes. All right. Yes. Love it. That's uh, yeah. That's I mean, you know, we uh, I um. Also managed to, our, I have this. I have a great group of friends here, and every weekend now in this part of the of the season, we we go snowshoeing at least once a weekend, uh, and then um, bring a couple of beers in a backpack, find a place that's legal to have a have a bonfire, and we have smokies and beer, and then snowshoe back. And then I got a fat bike, and so we've been we've been trying to figure out. Fat biking is hard, by the way; it's really hard. Um, so we're trying to do that. 
and really just, I'm really trying to appreciate what this city has. And I'm constantly struck by the just, you know, I'll be out snowshoeing and looking at the Vista going, okay, like how, how come everybody doesn't want to be here because this is unbelievable. So it it is, it, and I think COVID has helped a little bit with that of people going, why haven't I discovered my own backyard? Yes. Like I live here, man. Like, why am I leaving and doing these, you know, these awesome yet extravagant trips to other parts of the world? And we've yeah. got such a rich, like so much, so many rich opportunities and, 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 and yeah. events and things to do here that at least I've noticed and I'm going, I don't really want to travel for the next while. I probably, I, I do want to travel, but let's be real. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, the, but, yeah. but, but, you know, the idea being that there's so much to do in Calgary, it, it, traveling is not a means to go. I'm bored here yeah. and there's nothing to do. Right. Totally. Hundred percent. Yeah. What's, totally agree. What's funny is that's kind of why, if you remember, Jace, back when we were talking mostly to other candidates, why we would yes. always talk about uh, cool stuff that was sort of in their ward, because this is the kind yes. of conversation not enough people are having in Calgary, because there is so much to do here yeah. that just so many people don't know about till they hear about it from somebody yeah i went to i went to azuri pizza on tuesday night which is like i think one of the best pizza places in town up on edmonton trail and like the naples style um and man are they good it's just was the lightest most authentic pizza i've had and I've had a lot. <laughs> so, I'm gonna. I was about to say or, I'm embarrassed. As I don't mean to cut you off. As an Italian, I'm embarrassed that I've never heard of this place, and I'm going on a hunt this weekend. That's what's happening. Oh, there you go. Azuri Pizzeria. Yeah. When, wow. When yep. you when you get down, let me know when you're going. I'll go with you, Jace. Absolutely, buddy. Absolutely. Awesome. So. We do have to cycle back to platform because we only have so much time to talk. So if people yeah. do want to learn more, where can they go? Platformcalgary.com, all the social media channels under Platform Calgary. Uh, and uh, if you Google Platform Calgary and you don't get there, then we got, we got a problem. <laughs> yes, some SEO <laughs> needs awesome. to be done. And you know, um, I'm going to, I'm going to go out on a limb and say sometime in April um, uh, that you'll be able to just walk in the front door right across from the new Calgary public library downtown. Uh, You should be able to walk right through that door and uh, get yourself a coffee um, and get on track uh, in your innovation journey. Again, once we're sort of able to, are there any sort of big, um, kickoff or lunch events for the innovation center we can be talking about yeah so well uh you know the big the big season uh, for alberta kind of starts in the first part of june uh with inventures as a provincial global global tech conference uh, that the alberta innovates uh, puts on and our aspiration is to kind of run our grand opening around then uh, and really concentrate our uh, our programming at that point. But things are going to start happening 
in April, all, you know, assuming that we're not dealing with the Zeta variant or something like that yes. at the time. Right. No more um, big letters. No more yeah, exactly. big letters, please. Exactly. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's, that. you know, it's been such a moving target and, and we've got, you know, we've got lights that are stuck somewhere. We had, we had stuff that got stuck on the other side of the, of the, the highway outages and it, it's been quite an adventure getting this thing open, but I'm pretty confident now that we'll be soft open to the public with just doors open and, and just kind of learning the space and what, how the community is going to use it in April. And then uh, we'll have a big, uh, you know, everyone's invited. Let's come and see it, come and see what's happening in innovation in Calgary uh, in uh, the first week of June. That's Excellent. The, that's kind of and yeah. I can tell you right now, when I learn about that, you'll be able to find it not only on Platform <laughs> Calgary's channels, but I'll gladly be sharing that too. And I would absolutely love to be there. Absolutely. We'll make sure you're there. Yeah. yeah. Much appreciated. So, yeah, Always. Um, it's about that time again, so I'll tell you if you want to um, be part of the conversation, you can follow myself and the show with Jason and I at jmcgregoryyc on social media. Uh, we're working on a website. When we have the website finalized, I will get it to you guys. Uh, stay safe. Fantastic. Get vaccinated. Get out there. Discover the city because we live in the most beautiful neck of the woods in the world. And for another week, that's what's happening there. Thank you. <laughs>